This week on Show Me Your News. The final Miiverse post in the Smash Brothers update, PlayStation Experience, and the Game Awards 2014 are discussed. Also, our Black Friday experiences, Assassin's Creed Victory has been leaked, Bizarre Amiibo sales on eBay is our Hilarity of the Week, and much more. Our guest is Megami33, who joins us to share what it was like to be in New York City at this year's triple launch known as Nintendo Day. Hey, Gaming World, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's... Show me the news! Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Yoko, but you can call me Peter, and I have been diving into the world of the Keyblade. I'm Solaroth, but you can call me Miles, and I don't normally get to say that line. You don't? (laughs) Uh, Rachel is off today. Uh, we've you know, been trying to coordinate schedules for podcasting, and it ends up that it's the middle of the night for her over in the United Kingdom. So that it's is literally the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are part of the SMY network at showmeyournews.com, and our top story today for episode 173 of the podcast on Sunday, December 7th, 2014. The Smash Brothers update, it's the last Miiverse update, because the game's now out in Japan on Wii U. So we'll talk about the future of the game, the DLC, and uh, what it was like on that Nintendo Day of triple launch. PlayStation Experience is wrapping up this weekend over in California, and lots of game announcements were made there, just like they were as well over in Las Vegas. Actually, yeah, both events were in Las Vegas. In the Game Awards with the Jeff Keighley production, more game announcements, we'll talk about that. The Hilarity of the Week, Amiibos! On eBay, and craziness ensues. We have stories in our story pool, games that are out recently. We'll talk about the games we've been playing and wrap it up with YouTube video recommendation. Our guest this week, joining us from Team Four Star and other projects across the internet. We had her on last year to talk about Pokemon X and Y. I mean, with Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Figure it's only appropriate to bring back Megami33. Welcome. Hiya. How are you doing? I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long day. <laughs> What's new with you? Uh, it's been kind of an up and down year, but I'm really looking forward to next year because there's a lot of things leading up to it that are going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been taking a lot of acting classes and I have uh, building up my connection pool and working on some new demos. And my boyfriend, who I've been in a relationship with four years, is finally moving in with me. That's awesome. Oh, yep. that's, the, that's the one you met at Yomacon. Yes. Congratulations. That's excellent. So next year is going to be really exciting. <laughs> Things are looking up. Wonderful. Remember, you show me your news goes to Yomacon every year. So remember, listeners, if you want a long-lasting boyfriend or girlfriend, <laughs> go to Yomacon. <laughs> that is the place. Year. That's the place down in Detroit. Well, let's talk about Smash Brothers. But more importantly, I mean, Megami, you, we're a couple weeks removed from the launch that was November 21st, not only with Super Smash Brothers on Wii U, not only with Amiibo, but 
Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And you being in the New York City area, uh, you got to go to <laughs> that Nintendo Day triple launch. How it's, was that? It's been a while since I've gone to one in, uh, one of those big events, but I was I was off from work, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I got it there at the crack of dawn around 7.30 and uh, camped there until 9 p.m. That's <laughs> oh my so cold. How, how cold uh, was it? It was it was pretty cold, but I was super prepared. And believe it or not, I was actually surprised with the a, a lot of people around me. I actually made a ton of friends. That's the best part of these events. I make yes. friends pretty quickly. Um, a lot of people near me weren't prepared for it, but I had like two layers of everything: socks, boots, coats, uh, hats, everything. I was like super wow. prepared. I even had a cushion from a butt, hmm. so I wouldn't have to sit on the sidewalk. Because people bring chairs, but I didn't want to lug around a chair yeah. everywhere. There yeah. were people camping the night before. Oh, my goodness. So Did they have a tent? You campers out there, it's all your fault that I have to be crazy and do the same shit that you guys are doing. I can curse, right? No, of course, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, but I got an excellent place in line, made a lot of friends. They treated me to hot cocoa, so I was uh, constantly warm. Um, they watched my stuff so I can stretch my legs a bit and go into the store, which mm-hmm. was dead because <laughs> everybody was waiting in line for the yep, launch. Yep. But mm-hmm. it was cool because um, they added some new stuff to the store too. They they're ve- they've been very good with um, a lot of the plushies and um, figures, and uh, they have the this giant Mario amiibo statue that was really cool. Neat. They updated the museum with different uh, Smash Bro history characters, and they got a new Pikachu statue too. Mm. So. But uh, yeah, I camped there all night. Um, I'm now very curious if Sonic the Hedgehog is anywhere in that store. I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> but he he but, shouldn't uh, be there, but as a part of Smash Brothers lore now, that is true. He, he kind of should be there, and it'd be so weird. <laughs> so when I got there, I got the Smash uh, Wii U game. I got uh, Alpha Sapphire. I usually get all the games, but I always pick. I always get the my favorite one first. I got yep. Sapphire, and then I just got a Pikachu amiibo. And whatever you purchase, they would give you free goodies with it. So I got a Primal Kyogre figure, mm. a Smash belt, which is just kind of like a paper belt, but it, <laughs> yeah. it was still kind of cute, um, an Amiibo lanyard, and um, a Mudkip keychain. Mudkip. Nice. <laughs> Water types are my favorite. Yeah. You started with Mudkip then in Alpha Sapphire? Yep. Um, and this is a little nerdy of me. As anybody knows, I'm a huge Pocaholic. Mm. I named my Mudkip Nikolai. And the reason I did that was because there was a character in the anime named Nikolai who dressed up as a mudkip. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that because he was the only, he was just one of the memorable characters. And he's the only character, like, in the game, because there's, there's, there's characters in the game that, like, dress up as the Pokemon like, costume Pokemon mm, yeah, trainer. Yeah. And he's the only one in the show that's ever done that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is that is reaching way back. I thought that'd be a cute reference. So yes, I had Nikolai the Mudkip, who is now a Swampert now. Yes, ah. very cool. I, yeah, I ended up doing uh, Trico for my Alpha Sapphire run, mostly because nobody picks Trico. That's because he sucks. No, <laughs> it, it's true. He does. It, it uh, legitimately am, does. As for as big of a pa- Pokemon fan as I am, Grass types were never my favorite. I've never found an appeal to them and they just had too many problems i like jumpluff though jumpluff is my mm. favorite grass pokemon because yeah. at least with the flying you know type it gives it a little bit of an edge yeah yeah but snivy had that swag type snivy <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> was was fantastic but you know he just had other 
other Pokemon around him were kind of not the best. Uh, Oshawott was still better. Uh, Overall, the event did they they did the event pretty well. It was it was pretty organized. Um, there was this they for previous events like they they've had one or two events that had been like disastrous, but this one was pretty well done. And they tried to move the line as fast as they could so people wouldn't freeze to death. That's good. Ooh. Yeah, that's good because it was it's a big big day for Nintendo. It seemed to go off very well, generally across the nation as far as sales go. Yeah, definitely. And it, people sales very, yes very stock tough. no. <laughs> This, we are now encountering issues with the uh, GameCube controller adapters. I mean, if you wanted to play on that, it was just going to be the smart thing to do to get one of the Smash Brothers bundles with that. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting Amiibos that are running out of stock to the point where people are perpetuating rumors that oh, certain ones are discontinued. Marth, Villager, Wii Fit Trainer, and that's not the case. You've got someone yeah. from Nintendo of America coming out to uh, dissuade those rumors. So I got my Mario one for free. Did you? How how did you swing that? Oh, um, our GameStop hosted a Project M tournament. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I, I just kind of like, well, you know, I showed up, and it ended up with me versus my roommate <laughs> in finals, and it was a hilarious. The tournament started with a with ru- the usual rule set, double elimination. Then they re- quickly realized they had no time. So it quickly went to one game sets and single elimination, and then every second, like the rule was changed to the point where there were two stock matches, five minutes, single elimination. And <laughs> you both play competitively, so yeah. And uh, it ended up it ended up with me and my roommate, and uh, it was a quick it was a quick two and out. <laughs> Took both the stocks, kept both of mine, and uh, just walked over. I'm like, all right, I won. What do I get? <laughs> They're like, here's an amiibo. I'm like. It's a me, Mario. Yeah. I have to say, even though I didn't go to any of the GameStop, GameStops around the world have been pretty good with uh, celebrating Smash's release, too, with like little mm-hmm. tournaments and such like that. Definitely, definitely. And I think that was something they continued from you know, the Brawl days with little little tournaments and whatnot. I was just someone who just waltzed in 15 minutes before and like, <laughs> I'm going to just pick up my stuff. I'm not good. I'm good. So what about playing Smash Bros. Wii U? For the time you may or may not have gotten to play it. I know I've done some time, but certainly not to the extent... You know, I, I, I definitely haven't given it too much because with the 3DS, I, I got my Smash out of it. And then, um, you know, with, with Pokemon, that's yeah. kind of got me a little more addicted. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I love the setup. Um, the GameCube thing I wasn't too, like, distraught about because from Brawl, I was always much better with the Wii Remote. Oh, um, so I'm, I'm actually really good with that. So I just tried out with the Wii remote. I still want to test. I don't know how it is with the 3DS yet mm, for playing yeah, on yeah. the thing, but I feel like it would be distracting, but I have not tried it yet, nor have I tried my, my Pikachu amiibo, which I got. So <laughs> I have a few amiibo and yeah, they're, they're still sitting in their packaging. I think with the timing where with the Pokemon, like if I, you know, if I wasn't really into Pokemon as much, I probably would be smashing a lot mm. more. So. Yeah, for me it was much easier to just you know pick up Pokemon and you know, just have it be playing it on the side and not necessarily just take up the TV with Smash. Uh, but I know I've you know got to unlocking all the different things. It's you know really quick to unlock all the characters. Less than an hour if you do the whole you know quick sudden death unlocking mechanism. I know I shouldn't be too disappointed with that, but I don't know. Back in the day, it used to be a little fun, you know, doing different ways of unlocking them instead of just. I know they say there's different methods of unlocking mm-hmm. them, but you yeah. could just do the fighting. I mean, there's yeah. no point. Like, yeah. 
Like, there's this option. I'm like, why do I bother doing that option when I could just do it this way? And even back in the day, you know, the matches, the numbers were just excessive to the point where, like, yeah, well, the other unlocking method is going to be much more efficient. Now it's just, like, 100 matches, and you Mm -hmm. have pretty much everybody. Yeah. But from what I've seen, I mean, it looks gorgeous on my TV. Absolutely. (laughs) There are times where I stop playing, kind of paying attention, and it was like, look at that. That's so pretty over there. (laughs) Yeah. It looks looks really good. Um, some of the stages, though, I'm I'm a little iffy on, particularly the was it the pack land stage. Oh that, y- yeah, even in the 3ds, I was pissed off with certain stages, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the same <laughs> with this version. I think the Pac-Man stage on 3ds, though, it was playable. It was strange not to have you know some of the ledges that you you couldn't really drop down through them, but. It made sense for Pac-Man. For this one, you had to play Smash Tour, on, which is the the Mario Party board game, for each of the three maps. And each of those, you know, maybe take a minimum of 15 minutes apiece. And then your reward was this Pac-Land stage that looks awful, was hardly playable, and was just like, oh, this, this feels really disappointing. It, it was the bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have nothing to really say about that stage. I haven't played Smash Tour yet, to be honest. And mm. the only things I've actually done is that I cleared all the events. Yeah, that was really quick. That, that 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 was someone else was helping me with that. Like I sat down and I played, and then they sat down and they played while I was at work. I came home and finished off the last of the events. That mm. was literally what we did. Yeah. And in the end, the last event ticked me off so hard that I eventually I just went with me fighter. Top, went on the top platform and just pressed up B until I won. <laughs> <laughs> there are certainly ways to do that, absolutely. I mean, Smash Tour, I think a lot of people were giving it, you know, a bad rap. I mean, it's not it's not bad, per se, but it's certainly not as fun as it could be when just playing by yourself. And with friends, it helps a little bit, but it's it's like... Smash Run was just something, like, on 3DS that you just, you know, play to unlock what you need to and... I don't know. I personally didn't find a need to really ever go back to it. Me just either. For fun. It, Smash Run was the only thing I actually played. Oh, interesting. <laughs> See, uh, um, it, I, I think the fact that they put so much content and there's there's going to be something for everybody, you know. Yeah. So definitely, if you don't enjoy some aspects, there's definitely something you can find in the game mm-hmm. that you will enjoy. Smash Run kind of felt like the only thing I could put equipment to a character and actually use it in a way that I would have fun with. The first time I played it, I was just, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> it was just so, it was so jarring and just so crazy. I mean, I got used to it, but it was still, it's still nothing like, man, I should go do a Smash Run. I'm like, no. Yeah. It's honestly the only thing uh, that makes me boot my 3DS up anymore when it comes to Smash is like, I'll just do some Smash Run. That, no, that was kind of fun for a long time, so probably still is, and it kind of is. I just have more really fun is. with Smash Run. It, it, it feels it, honestly brilliant because, in a way, it's kind of like what I wanted Subspace Emissary to be. I'll give you that. I'll give I you had that. a lot of, a lot of uh, like opponents and characters and little things that you fought that you're like, why couldn't Subspace Emissary do this? <laughs> Goombas and Koopas appeared there, but that was it. That was the extent of it. I don't know, though. Some of the end matches were a little goofy. Like, run the furthest. Jump run the highest. Run, run and climb were my favorites. What? <laughs> Sorry, run and climb were my favorites. They're, okay. they're like they're really interesting and like the one hit KO of mechanic like made me go like oh this is stupid. And then I thought to myself, honestly, if you choose Sonic and get like 
a smattering of speed during a run, you won unless you hit these things. Right. And you go crazy when running, so that makes sense. Like, I hate, like, Warp Star Smash and stuff uh, like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I like the Warp Star. <laughs> like, the Warp Star is fine, but it's kind of like, goodbye, any, it's just luck now. <laughs> well, here's a lot of Warp Stars, yeah. and they never spawn near you. And it seemed like you don't even have to like press A, you just walk near it and mm. automatically just goes. I mean, uh, it's, want to. It's fine. I find myself playing Ganondorf a lot more than I'd expect. Uh, if, what characters are you all naturally drawn to? I'm not really naturally drawn to any character. I've been playing Robin because I just like, I think Robin's cool, so I will play Robin. Hmm. And But uh, honestly, I found myself drawn naturally to uh, Bowser and Sheik. Okay. I mean, from the beginning, I've always played my three characters, Pikachu, Yoshi, and Kirby. I am excellent at them. Mm. I always play cute, fast, get to the point. Um, but what I also got drawn to, Greninja, which he, he's still a little tricky, but I do like him. And Pac-Man, which I was not, I was actually surprised, because at first I'm like, eh, I'm not going to play him. But then I, I really like him now, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little quirky. Yeah, he's quirky, but he's actually kind of more naturally feeling than some of the other newcomers. I'll give you that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Smash Wii U is certainly more difficult uh, compared to the 3DS. I mean, a oh. classic 9.0 on 3DS is not the same as classic 9.0 on Wii U. I can't beat it on 3DS. There's no way I'm going to beat it on Wii U. <laughs> it's, it's really tough. Like, <laughs> the only way I had to do that on 3DS was... A custom Ganondorf with buffed attack and defense. That's, I saw a video of someone using Ganondorf, and I was just pissed off just how perfect he was dodging everything and just uh, it mm. was. I uh, I just did a normal uh, normal King Day. <laughs> oh well, kind of like, I was like, Are... huh, maybe Gordos can work, and I just Gordoed everything. <laughs> just it worked. I'm like, maybe cool. I'll try that. I had a customized Yoshi that kept getting me to the sword part, but I... oh. Yeah. So like he was doing well, but it's just like I keep it's it's not getting further past that sword. So I gotta yeah. try something else. That's kind of why I thought day to day would work really well. Is because like even though I have a hard time with the swords myself, like all those multiple jumps and being heavy and all that. That is true. Heavy, he, he, he does have, he, he has a high jump too. So mm-hmm. yeah. so it it just really worked out really well. And you know as soon as it got to the final, like the hardest part was literally fighting my shadow. Because I'm just kind of like, I'm going to Gordo. Oh, God, here comes a Gordo. What do I do? <laughs> now, the, the challenge mode on Wii U, uh, there's just there's 140 of them. It's it's a big old map as opposed to the, well, the three panels of like, 35 apiece or so on 3DS. Oh, I, those especially get to be just very difficult because it's not just, oh, clear classic on 9.0. On 3DS, which you know you have to do that, and you can't die because otherwise it knocks down your difficulty. But on the Wii U Challenge Board, it's clear classic 9.0. Don't lose a life. So that sounds pretty difficult, and something I'll never do. It sounds like you might need all the defense you can get, Mm -hmm. and one of them with like smooth lander or something like that. So yeah, I mean it, it's it's a very very fun game. I was mostly trying to unlock the different uh, music samples, so I was going through some of those challenges, and even some of those are like do ten rounds of crazy orders with Greninja, and so like for crazy orders, you're timed 
your your damage builds up over that time. You have to do ten rounds of these specific matches, and then beat Crazy Hand all with Greninja, and then you get like the battle of uh, you know Reshiram Zekrom <laughs> from from uh, the remix from Black and White. Like, oh. oh, oh, good. I'm glad that kind of challenge is is worth that reward. But a lot of a lot of those are pretty easy to get, so I'm I'm working my Isn't way. Isn't the those. gift of music its own reward? <laughs> it's it's lovely, yes. Sure. <laughs> Thinking towards the future, though, Masahiro Sakurai just he busted his butt to make these two games. And you know, got to think about it, he was coming off of Kid Icarus Uprising. Uh, the man has not really had any vacation time. So, you know, they're wrapping up work on Mewtwo, which I, I got to ask Megami, like, your, your thoughts on when Mewtwo was revealed during that extravaganza. Honestly, I- I'm really not like the hardcore fanboys. Like, oh my god, Mewtwo! Like, I'm like, I mean, he was he was fine. We got we got we got Lucario. I mean, he was right. bas- he's basically the same. I mean, I know I know the fanboys gonna be no. <laughs> I mean, it will be cool. I, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I think it's cool that he's that they're bringing him to the game. But I'm I'm not like like I wasn't dying for him. I thought it was great. Like the Greninja thing was really cool. Yeah. Like yeah. I I love Greninja and. Japan agrees with me that he's awesome, so they put him in this game. So, but uh, I mean, it it will be cool to see. I'm sure he's gonna do like a mega thing or something. Probably. Probably, yeah, yeah, that'd be really neat. I mean, it's another Pokemon rep. That's that's always a pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just happy that I get him for free now because I bought both the games. There you go. I do need to put my codes in so I can get my soundtrack CDs and the soundtrack. Yeah, yes. Not only that, yeah. I mean, it was confirmed that those who only bought one version of the game will be able to buy Mewtwo. It would probably be something like a $5 charge. I'm surprised it would be something like that. Right. Um, but as far as DLC beyond that, uh, Masahiro Sakurai doesn't really see that happening. And uh, he says, I think there may be one criticism that we are cutting up content to sell characters one by one, or that we're adding things later that should have been from the start. As as his thought of, you know, DLC just it, you know if excuses that could be made for why they're making DLC later, maybe to, to turn a profit or something like that. Well, because of the balance of the game, it's got to be something that's considered, and he puts a lot of time in that. And yeah, the man's only you know he's done so much. Give him a little break here. I think. That's what I think. I think he he explained himself perfectly and clearly. I mean. In fact, probably somebody should have said that a long time ago because we've been letting these companies get away with DLC mm. and we just give them our money. And it's like, I mean, they are kind of excuses that should have been already in the game or they're just trying to get more money for a game that we already paid so much money for in the beginning. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, he, he agrees too that DLC is good. But, you know, for something like Smash, I mean, there's so much there and... It it'd be kind of like a cash cow if they if they kept doing that. I'm sure a lot of people would be upset that charging characters or something like that, you know. Mm. Yeah. I would argue that there is, you know, the points that he's made, but uh, on the other hand, uh Nintendo isn't exactly hurting for money, but more money wouldn't hurt. Mm. <laughs> Putting toward forth the effort to making some more characters would make more sense. Honestly, I was hoping for more in this regards of stage DLC. Yeah. And stage DLC packs, and I thought I was thinking about it for a while, and it's like you know, you don't really have to try that hard to figure out which characters to put into Smash. Lucas, Wolf, and you know, Ice Climbers. 
Ice Climbers and Roy and, you know, Young Link, stuff like that. You're, you've got Majora's Mask on the horizon. Young Link would technically make some sense. That would make three links. Yeah, but marketing. There's hmm. there's still a lot here, though. I mean, There is a lot here. I'm just saying on, you know, the sense that, you know, we live in a DLC age. There's no getting around it. And he's already explained himself, we weren't working on any premium DLC. So anything from this point on would be should be considered, you know, extra content. Right, but I mean we've we've had extra content through Nintendo, not through DLC. I mean, we've there's been that with a lot of the Pokemon franchise and it's all been free. Mm. So maybe he just doesn't like the term DLC because it relates to something that we we are charged for from other companies. Maybe he's thinking of a different way of doing it or something like that. Oh, as much as I was hope hope to say hope to think that with Mewtwo being only free to people who bought both versions, I can't support that statement. Eh, but we don't know how much they're charging for Mewtwo. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could uh, just well, be—he could just be one ninety-nine. I mean, I would be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure they won't go crazy with it. I mean, I—I I like to think they won't. But it, I mean, we'll have to wait and see to really confirm where he goes from there, depending on the price point, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm only looking for stage DLC. And honestly, if they can make a Melee pack, DLC pack, and a Brawl DLC pack, and even like a 64 DLC pack with stages and stuff, you know, something hilarious like that. We've also talked about, uh, for a while on this show, like the idea of, like, if you have Omega mode, why not an Alpha mode that mm-hmm. uses platforms akin to Battlefield? I mean, I, I like how they added the Omega mode idea in the sense that, like, getting rid of the stage hazards and... All these unnecessary things because that has seemed to kind of go a little overboard. And I get, you know, Smash is part of it's about the chaos of everything. But for some of these stages, like, I don't want to necessarily have to deal with the insanity of a Palutena's Temple size or anything like this. But Palutena's Temple is too large for eight players. <laughs> it's, it's, it's way too much, yeah. But just the flat, you know, stage isn't necessarily the only thing I want. So a little flexibility there would also be nice. This, this could also be due to the fact that maybe they just want to use whatever they can for the next giant Smash game. That's <laughs> like possible. It's like, we put, so much, Smash. we put so much in here, we gotta save some gems for we make super duper Smash Brawl. <laughs> if you follow Hyper the rumors, Smash. there is the prevailing thought that they might be making something that's currently just called Smash Brothers 6. Oh my god! Uh, like they've <laughs> they've had job listings out there for Bandai Namco. It's it's just like floating out there in the ether. I mean, nothing confirmed, but you gotta think like maybe they are just working something in advance. Maybe without Sakurai, because the man needs a vacation. And I get what he's saying here, but I can also understand the fans' disappointment if they if they choose to be because you've had you know Nintendo implementing DLC in Mario Kart Eight so effectively. And they've been doing quite a good job, I think, with Hyrule Warriors, expanding the content yep. there. That's uh, true. So I, I can understand why fans may be let down, but uh, I'm totally okay with you know his justification here. Mm. I think now, I'm just I'm just more on his side, just because I I'm perfectly fine. I'm not I'm not harboring like oh I want Wolf, even though Wolf is just a carbon copy. All these other <laughs> I mean like a lot of these characters like do I really need them back? You guys really want Roy and Pichu and whoever got left ice climbers like really were there that many people 
playing Ice Climb. Half of you that were playing Ice Climbers probably didn't even play the original game. Let's be <laughs> let's let's true. let's be honest. I mean, do you That's really want them back? Roy. Like, <laughs> I actually, I actually think there's too many uh, Fire Emblem characters in my opinion. I don't know. Fire Emblem Awakening was Fire Emblem 13, so. The fact that they've only got like what four now? I am I am biased because I've never actually really dwelled into that franchise, but I'm, I don't know. It's just like it half, half of it's like half of it's like cartoony animals and like funny cartoon characters, and then you got all these animu beautiful gorgeous <laughs> characters, like and it's so it's so kind of it's kind of funny. Someone's been reading Awkward Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious now, Megami, your thoughts on you know the other kind of half of that big old Nintendo day. Uh, your thoughts on Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Oh my goodness. It's funny because um if I had to say the third gen is actually my least favorite. I agree. <laughs> um probably mostly because the bad guys and their their idea to take over the world is completely retarded. <laughs> um but um actually now that I I read a few articles about it it actually makes a little more sense to root for team Aqua rather than Magma because at least with their point about bringing more of the sea back it makes sense because, you know, a lot of us, you know, destroy and pollute the water a lot. And, you know, the more land we take over, there's less water and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas drying up the earth doesn't make any goddamn no. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. So if I had to pick, I guess Teamog was a little better. But um, I'm I'm really enjoy. I-, I think I'm just enjoying it more for the nostalgia trip of it. Because yeah. even though it's not my favorite, I do remember everything. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember collecting soot to make those funny flutes and mm, yeah. uh, you know i remember these pokemon and mr briny and like all this and the gym leaders and so i mean i'm enjoying and it for the most part like you get to experience hoenn at night <laughs> yeah there you go now the one thing that came out from that game was ign's review of it oh, it yeah. just got passed all around you know 7.8 one of the things against it was you know too much water I mean, um, it's it's almost like the guy didn't know what the point of this adventure. I mean, that that's basically what Hoenn is. It's mm-hmm. mostly water and traveling with water Pokemon, and I mean, half the team is fighting over either drowning the world or drying up. So, I mean, it makes sense that there's so much, but that's not even a comment. Like the comment is just so. I, you think I, about it, like you didn't even really need to, you know, surf and dive and waterfall and all that until like the last fifth, maybe, of the game. Yeah, like, I don't know. Eh, hmm. but, um, it could have been a person that just to see where he's coming from. No, I, I kind of get it too, but that—that's kind of what Hoenn was. I mean, a lot of it was, you know, there's, but that wouldn't that kind of bring up the point that like there is a reason why this is everyone's least favorite generation. I brought it up because the bad guys were dumb, but I guess right. maybe I, I'm I'm a water Pokemon trainer, so I mean right, I I don't you don't get tired of fighting tentacle after tentacle or spending all that money on repel. I mean, sure. Well, if you're a good trainer, you wouldn't have trouble spending money on repels because <laughs> I have a bunch of them and I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, plus it's, it's I, nice I, that I, since Generation what? Four, when you lose a repel, you it just says, "Do you want to use another?" Yeah. Wasn't this wasn't this the gen that introduced dive too? So I mean, it kind of yeah. makes sense why there is so much water because they wanted to use that ability as well. Yep. And there's a lot of Pokemon that you can only find when you dive as well. So is dive less useless? It's... I mean, dive I, is dive is battle. like fly. I mean, yeah. double thing where he goes under the water, you can't hit him. 
can you do an earthquake when something dives? <laughs> you probably does, could, does, I think. Does that would that would that do more damage? I'm actually curious now. <laughs> would it do less damage because you're just in water? That's still, still all part of the earth. I, I think it would still work, actually. Like, I mean, like dig. I think. Probably I mean, would logic more. went out the window when I saw that screen cap of Pikachu fighting uh, Deoxys in space. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> with the yeah, the extra was, episode that they added uh, after well, the. But, was it a costume Pikachu? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Yes. Like someone someone made a post going like my dream to fight Deoxys in space with a Pikachu that's cosplayed in the pretty dress. <laughs> <laughs> Magical girl Pikachu. See now, I mean, Megami, both of our favorite Pokemon are Raichu. Yes. And you know, with the whole contest part of the game where you had the trainer and her Altaria out in front of whichever town it was that uh, just, you know introduced the contest. Uh, I just did not go inside. I'm like, I, I don't care about the contest. I did not get that Pikachu at all. Like, I must believe have just it or not. That. I I gave it a shot because I kind of liked that they were giving it a little more like story and involvement in it. Like you kind of felt like how the show was, where like you meet this this contest superstar, mm-hmm. and and then if as you keep playing, I've only done it like a few times, but as you keep playing, you meet this uh, other trainer who is competition, and then he sees you as competition. So it's like, oh, this is mm. kind of like what May and the other cons. I don't. Yeah. I found I found it charming. It's definitely not for everybody. I will admit that. But there's a cute aspect where if you uh, get a certain amount of points, you get to see a cool super move done by your Pokemon. Oh, neat. So. It's cute. Again, yeah, not for everybody. Definitely not for everybody. <laughs> I, I, I totally missed that Pikachu. I know. I knew there was a thing with the the dress up moves, and then you learn different moves based on that. But just I kept going and powering through, and I found Azumarill to be exceedingly helpful in this game with the fairy subtype. Oh yeah, and I, you know got one with a huge power ability, so buffs the oh. attack. And then you, you do play rough, which has the 90 base attack. I, that was really helpful in a game that was initially designed not to even factor the fairy type. So I had a great one that I trained in X and Y um, that I named after uh, Sailor Mercury. I, I, oh. I was try, I was trying I was trying to make a Sailor Moon team with Pokemon that I thought fit them the best. Mm. And my Azumarill um, Ami was just super strong, super cute. Uh, yeah, that's definitely another one of my top faves. I had to put on my list. Mm-hmm, yeah. So what other things from the game like stood out to you during your playthrough that like you really appreciate that they, they did that? I don't really know. I mean, the bike thing is still... There's some... Ass- I, I can only think of things that kind of annoyed me more. Mm, right. <laughs> like, I, I, hate, I hate the switching of the stupid bikes. Yeah. And um, the desert part. I don't know. Like, oh, I don't even think I even entered the desert. <laughs> um, I think I have like a five badges now. I'm not sure. Oh, and, okay. you know, with the XB thing, I don't know. I guess because I'm so used to X and Y, it's basically, like, the same formula. Yep. I'm, yep. And I'm I'm a person that doesn't like to rush. I like to take my time. And now with the with the whole EV training and making it easier that I can even understand it now, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't just have a team of six. I have different ones that I keep switching on and off and training and coming up with different strategies and stuff like that. So, I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of just enjoying the training aspect because now that I know what to do from X and Y, rather than just the the actual game itself, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, t- totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm someone who like I have lots of games to play, and I really appreciate how much easier adding the experience share to everyone, carrying that over from X and Y. Like, I really appreciate the speed that it does. But yeah, I, I likewise I found things that, like why did they do that? I don't know why Marvel City is suddenly just this big 
Metropolis that it was not in Gen Three. Oh, that and the giant mole thing that was con- yeah. that was that was like my eyes exploded for a second. I'm like, uh, what are <laughs> all these places and the restaurant? I keep going into this restaurant because it's mm-hmm. not. And like I keep getting the sandwich girl, and I'm like, when can I battle other? <laughs> when can I order other food other than Subway? Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I enjoy somewhat of what the, where the story's going because they're they're trying to make it a little more serious than mm-hmm. previously. But for now, I, I'm 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 always more excited when there's a new Pokemon game when I actually get to hear more lore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there it seems to be lacking. Like I was hoping to hear more, but like that was one disappointment about X and Y. I like fairies, but they kind of just came out of nowhere. Right. We didn't get to really like hear about them or like any discoveries or just like, you know, they just kind of like, "Oh, we have fairies here." I'm like, "Okay. This is a thing now." Even to you- France to make up a bunch of fairies. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear there's a bunch of lore though if you have like uh, a hoopa with you, oh, if you interesting. like where everybody seems to know how to just get that nowadays. <laughs> I just doing the hacking bit. <laughs> But um, I've read interesting articles about how it explains where those giant dimension black holes are, okay. um, because Hoopa has the power to create dimensions with its rings. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that, so that's I, pretty neat. So I always kind of like to learn more about that because I, I already know where the story's kind of going. And Deoxys, yeah. I want to, I want my battle in space. That's definitely yeah. something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I've I've beaten, I've become champion and all that, and I really liked how they handled. That bit of the end game, that's actually a really nice moment. I think you'll appreciate that. But now they have the Delta episode after that, and I'm right at the beginning of that. And I'm like, I just got to get back to it. I'll give you a fair warning. The legendary battle, whether it's Groudon or Kyogre and all that, the catch rate is pretty insane. Like, oh, yeah. you know, past you know, stories of the legendary, like X and Y, catch rate was super easy. You know, Gen 5, catch rate, super easy. It's really difficult because... Groudon knows rest. Kyogre knows Aqua Ring. Oh. Uh, so good well, luck keeping them at like minimal HP. And I mean, you gotta make it a little challenging. I mean, so I mean, that's what that it can't make it too easy. I guess I heard Jay Witt said that the hardest capture though was actually Deoxys. It is, yeah, because so. you get what level seventy Rayquaza, followed immediately up by eighty Deoxys. <laughs> And I don't well, think there's like any save break in between and all that. So, but you don't even have to use Rayquaza, do you? I don't think it's a I, must. I, I mean, I saw that picture with the Pikachu in space. In yeah, that. right. <laughs> all of my years of Pokemon have led to this moment. <laughs> uh, the one other thing I did like about what you know Hoenn was, you know, what it did with this, you know, Gen Six kind of revisioning of it. Not only does it look much better, of course, but the different moments in the game where they're like, I'm going back to Petalburg City from Meteor Falls or wherever it was. Do you want to come with me? Sure. Let's take that little shortcut. I, I, I love those times where I just said no and he was just so disappointed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, I still want to go shopping or do something like... Like, why do I have to go with you? What, don't you have your own journey? Mind your own. I know. I, I, I'm joking. Like, I get yeah. the shortcut, but at the same time, it was a little weird. I was just like, "Wait, why are we going? Go on your own journey." He's <laughs> like, just um, mooching off of yours. I totally forgot too. I I actually enjoy the sneaking aspect. Yeah, it's it's hysterical, but at the same time, it's it's kind of fun. It's a really cool addition. I, I just wish like that sneaking? it. 
basically, um, you could find Pokemon a little bit easier with this um, scanner. I know it has a different name. But, um, Dex Snaps, I think. Yeah. 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 And once you see it shaking, it can identify a Pokemon for you if you've already seen it or it's a new one. And sometimes if you find them like this, they could have special moves too. But the only way to approach them is if you sneak. So, like, you just have to move really slowly and your character literally, like, tiptoes closer to the bush. It's, it's hysterical. But yeah. it's, it's fun because it's a, it's a different way of just catching Pokemon or just finding rare ones. Especially, like, it's probably an easier way of chaining. I've heard so many people yeah. say this is probably the easiest way to find shiny Pokemon. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely much easier to find rare ones. I mean, if you want to you know, get a Ralts right after, off of that, I mean, that'd be the easiest way to do that. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, and then yeah, it'll, it'll tell you if there are, you know, special abilities that it has, you know, certain egg moves. I mean, they, they teach you it right off the bat by, like, here's a Poochiena, and, you know, my Poochiena off the bat like, had Thunder Fang. I know some others may have had, like, oh, yeah, Fire yeah, Fang. Yeah, mine had Fire. I thought that was great. Like, it was, a, it was an interesting tutorial. Like, it tells you right off the bat. I'm like, wow, cool. I want to do this more often. Yeah. And I, I did it every chance I got, like... And for the deck snap, showing you like what Pokemon were in each route, and then a little crown when you got all of them, like that really is encouraging to like catch them all, complete this route. And, and that makes me feel better because I'm a person that likes to just, oh, okay, am I done with this area? Great, and then mm. move on. Like that, that just always makes me happy when I'm just like, oh, good, it looks like I caught everybody here, or yeah. like you know. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Hmm. There's lots going on in the gaming industry, though, uh, and it starts with this weekend over in Las Vegas, the PlayStation Experience. It's kind of like a two-day little expo. They're bringing tons of games there for PlayStation fans, but it really kicked off at the PlayStation keynote. So they had basically this two-hour show, and it was kind of like a winter E3 conference in a way. So I I found that to be exciting. Uh, The day before they had, I think... The biggest news out of the whole thing break, which is Street Fighter V is being produced in cooperation between Sony and Capcom. So that Street Fighter V is console exclusive to PlayStation 4. And not like this, oh, it'll be exclusive on PS4 for a little bit and then Xbox One gets it. Because of the cooperation, like Sony made the point that like it will not be on another console besides PlayStation 4, and that's kind of wild to have a third-party exclusive like that in this day and age. Yeah, and uh, it looks exactly the same as Street Fighter 4. And it's not like they're trying to do something else that something just got released and is also exclusive to its own system. <laughs> yeah. Not at not, not at, at all. all. Not Maybe at they're. All. It's obviously they're not afraid, and they're just like, mm, we got to do something like they're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean, don't. I, I'm so, bi- I don't mean to be that, biased. It's just so, it's just that, so like that, that instinct of yours is pretty killer. I mean, come on, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure it will do well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the Street Fighter games, but I know a lot of people like them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I mean, they're just doing this because it's like, oh well, I mean, look how well Smash is doing. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you have Smash on Wii U, as as you said, Miles. You have Killer Instinct on Xbox One. It's just trying to carve out their own little niche. And I'm sure fighting game fanatics can pick out like little differences between the gameplay. I mean, you had some destructible environments. But visually, aside from nicer particle effects, it looks entirely similar. They're not, they're not changing up the styling really at all. No, this isn't going to be... I mean, it's a new Street Fighter that came out since like a year 
after the most recent Street Fighter 4 update, boy, this is starting to become like Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. I, it's going to be interesting to see. I, the backlash for, for Rise of the Tomb Raider when it was announced that you know Microsoft has its limited exclusivity for that game before mm-hmm. it goes on PS4, that backlash was huge. This one, I guess not so much. It's interesting that it's going to be on PC as well. Cross-platform play between the two, which is... That's a first, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Street Fighter bores me now. <laughs> like seeing it talked about, it's like when Street Fighter Four hit, I'm like, oh man, Street Fighter's back. But now it's just been such in the limelight for so long, and it, it feels like someone like glued the limelight on it. Like we yeah. keep doing things, and I'm like, <laughs> this this has gotten such Call of Duty syndrome. I no longer care. Yeah, yeah. Like Marvel is more interesting, and that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> Once I realized that Marvel at the highest levels was just hit confirm, okay, three of those, done. Marvel's only good to play with your friends if you don't know combos. <laughs> <laughs> you all have your signature combos, which is launch, hit them a couple times, hit them back down, maybe do a super, maybe link it into another character, and you might have done 60 damage. Craziness. Mm. Speaking of craziness, Square Enix. Because <laughs> a couple, it was like about a year ago or so, they were at, I think it was the PlayStation 4 reveal <laughs> event, and Square Enix gets on stage, and this guy, he's like, we'll see you at E3. And I'm like, well, where's, where are the announcements? So the same guy gets on stage, and he's like, Final Fantasy VII is coming to PlayStation 4. Here's a trailer. And I'm like, well, is, is this happening? Is this finally the Final Fantasy VII HD? And we're just no. losing our minds. It's just a PC port. (laughs) So, like, okay, yeah, the graphics are a little better than they were on the original PlayStation. And, okay, you have achievements, okay, and you have these other little things, but it's it's the same game. Thanks for not trying at all. (laughs) It It was trolling on a very high level. Yeah, but I don't appreciate that. No, it was it was pretty pretty rude. It's like guys, you no. Go back, try again. Yeah. We'll see you next year. Uncharted four though, gorgeous. I can't wait. Well, I yeah, but that was always going to be kind of. Gorgeous. I mean, say, saying a Sony game is gorgeous is just it's just a default statement. Yeah. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I, I their games are gorgeous, but it, it, what matters at the end of the day is you know the gameplay. Hmm. And, and it's I really enjoy the Uncharted series. I, I mean, yeah. Body... Don't get me. I mean, not arguing with that. Uncharted. No, no. The Uncharted series has been very well, hmm. very good. Although I have to say, like looking at it, this is like this honestly feels like it's obviously a graphical improvement over Uncharted Three. But looking at these demos, I'm like. The third-person camera looks like it was better in Uncharted 3 than this. Hmm. I mean, and it's still, you know, the game's about a year out. There's still also, a lot of work to be done. But Also, Drake is now, I guess, Nathan Fillion's love child. <laughs> yeah. He's a little Nathan older. Drake is, Nathan Drake is now Nathan Fillion, and it looks like they're really not trying to hide that. they got to get Nathan Fillion for the movie. It's mm-hmm. just got to happen. He, he would be the only one. Speaking of movies, um, I, I was just talking with this about about this topic with my friend, like, don't you think they probably would do well if they made a lot of these like beautiful, gorgeous graphics and put them into like a movie? Probably. I mean, what it worked well for Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, right? I mean, oh, I mean, <laughs> that's the only thing it had. 
But I mean, Uncharted could probably be a very good movie series or something. Mm. I don't know. That's what you I even have it on you. Yeah, I say you have it on YouTube where people edit it down to be essentially just like a a movie. It's a longer movie, like maybe four hours or so, because you have all the I lost scenes today. And, yeah, right. Just to I watch just, all. Three. I just always think it's jarring when it comes to these type of games where it's like we've got these amazing graphics, blah blah blah. And then we're kind of just thrown into the game, and then it's just kind of like, I mean, they look just as good, but it's not the same. Mm. Because, you know, you, you got to make them be able to move and stuff like that, and you can't do that exact transition. I mean, they have been doing games like that, like, uh... Oh, you, pro- you, guys, you guys would probably know. What's the game where the guy yells Jason a lot? Oh, Heavy Rain. There we go. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't... <laughs> you know, they, they got close with that. Yeah, yeah. With Heavy Rain, you know, but... Most of the games these days are just kind of like, you know, cutscene, cutscene, and then you're right into the game, go! Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Small aside, Ultra Street Fighter 4 debuting exclusively on next-gen consoles on PS4. I'm like, okay, there's just a launch exclusivity deal right there. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, they, they word, it, fi- yeah. word it just right. Word it just right to make me go even more not care. <laughs> yeah, well... And it was kind of funny and tongue-in-cheek how they handled that because the Street Fighter V news broke the day before. And so, like, they announced the Ultra Street Fighter IV first, and they're like, and they're like oh, oh, I'm sorry, were you expecting some other Street Fighter news? Oh, oh, okay. And then later they do Street Fighter V, and I'm like, yeah, so it's not much of a secret anymore, blah, blah, blah. Now, Sony's doing a really good job with, you know, getting the requests that, you know, people have, and they're working really well with the third-party developers, so... There are so many games coming to PlayStation and their platform, but the first party is just lacking. And yeah. this, this is where you're seeing Nintendo started to kick it in high gear with Wii U. Their 2015 lineup looks amazing. But, it's all over the place. I mean, when Star I'm. Fox for, uh, before the new Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that because that was a part of the Game Awards, which is the Jeff Keighley joint, you know. VGX last year didn't really work, and VGAs prior to that. I think that was mostly a Viacom involvement, you know, trying to get the ads and the TV deals and Spike TV and all this. Just kind of doing his own venture and really making it game industry-centric, I think it was a really good first effort. There are still improvements to be made, but this was it was much better than what those past... You know, VGA, VGX sort of things were. And I'm more impressed by Nintendo that they showed up for this. They got a lot of crap last year. Like, oh, they show up in, in Cranky Kong in Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. <laughs> like, that was their big thing. And now <laughs> the, the Zelda footage, wow. I, you know what? It's still, again, it's a year out. It's a little rough around the edges. But what they're trying to do, you're really seeing it come together. Bodied that other horse. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Which is funny because they're they're talking about like, oh, you know, Epona when it just kind of takes control and rides for you. Epona knows not to ride into trees. We're we're taking a lot of effort not to do that. And yeah, he just <laughs> totally runs into over another horse. <laughs> that horse goes flying. <laughs> you just see it. You just kind of like Anuma. Why, brother, my brother. Uh, it was it was really cool to see that footage though. I just the size of the map is going to be amazing. Uh, and yeah, they did sneak in the bit that you know Star Fox is going to, you know, hit store shelves before Zelda, but both in 2015. And it's ambitious, but I'm looking forward to that. More stuff for the Wii U is always good. Yep. 
And then a new King's Quest is there. Like, that was another cool part of the show because they were paying, you know, homage to Ken and Roberta Williams, who were essentially the pioneers, really, in kind of developing the adventure genre. And with King's Quest back in the day, they're bringing a new one out with the help of a different studio. Activision is ties on the publishing front. That one looks really cool as well. I mean... Not as many big reveals as far as, you know, just, you know, new trailers. No Man's Sky continues to look really good. Uh, I'm excited for Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, so even though I don't like the multiplayer aspects of most games, you know, Smash Aside and, you know, Pokemon 2, but Metal Gear Online had a, a pretty cool reveal trailer. It was a long show, too, and it was late at night, and I, it was like three and a half I don't, hours. I don't watch that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, it's, I, got, I it's gotten to the point where it's just kind of ridiculous and too long and too much talking. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really um, look into it. I was busy at the time. I, I just got heard to, that I, I got, to, I got to see all the winners and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I got to see like I, I got to see that No Man's Sky was showed off some more, and I'm like, I want to know more about that. Yeah, and the the order showed up, and I'm like, we might we might look at that, but mm-hmm. we might not. And uh, but then when I heard Zelda, I'm just kind of like I'm gonna look everything I can into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. Shovel Knight won best indie game. <laughs> that it definitely deserved that for sure. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition ended up winning their game of the year, which I, it's a good choice. I think this is a, a strange year for games overall yeah, because that, you had that so list many. Was kind, the list was a little strange to me, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Hearthstone on there. I'm not yeah. entirely sure about that. We, we well, had so many uh, games. Maker. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Mario Maker in next year. I saw like they had Mario Mar- Maker and they had the uh, Super Mario Brothers U and they had Mario Wall Kicking and I looked at him like, can he wall kick in the NES version though? <laughs> yeah, different physics for different games. That'd be interesting. They announced that you know Mario Brothers Three and World are have those templates are going to be in Mario yep. Maker, which is that's what we were exactly hoping for, and they're they're mm-hmm. bringing it. That's going to be pretty cool to have that one so many games in 2015 because you had a lot of them just get pushed back so 14 seems to be a little bit of a down year but 15 is going to be really interesting on the games front kind of almost had to push everything back you had mario kart show up and hyrule warriors ended up being bigger than they thought and then smash and then smash again it's a better holiday season if you think from the games front you know specifically uh, nintendo like they're they're delivering, especially when you think quality games. They throw a Metacritic stat around that's just really impressive. Like Metacritic scores of eighty five and user scores of eight point five or above. Not that you should judge games solely on Metacritic. That's a right. that's a silly right. practice. But like twelve out of the fifteen games that have those benchmarks, they're Nintendo games. They're games on Nintendo platforms. Like it's it's really impressive actually. Nintendo has risen from the grave. Oh. And Not it's Pokemon. Dead yet. <laughs> I do wanted to point out one more thing from the Game Awards, which it's more, a little more of a social issue, I guess, because EA continues to push Battlefield Hardline, <laughs> which <laughs> is the game about you know police officers, and you know you get to I guess also play some criminal aspect of it. They dropped Good. this new trailer, and they use the tagline of "Be the law." Break the law. Just don't. Such good timing. Just such, don't. Such good timing. 
how tone deaf can you be to not be like, you know, we're not going to do that or we're not going to have that tagline? You just want to see the person in the corner just going like, uh, uh, like putting his hand under his neck like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, just, Cut the monitors. Yeah, like, go to commercial. One thing I want to, one thing I thought was interesting about the awards was the best performance award. That probably had the most interesting choices to me and while i do commend trey parker who was very talented very talented man there he was up against a lot of talented people in that category um the voice actress for clementine kevin spacey (laughs) among other i mean jesus christ like Again, good on you, dude. But like, that's it, it was like that's a that was a tough category. Right? It was it was amusing where he, he took it in jest in his acceptance speech where he's like, you know, and only in a video game because he's like I've been a gamer a long time, blah blah. Okay, but then he says like only in a video game would I be able to beat Kevin Spacey <laughs> in the award category. You kind of have to say that at that point. Yeah. I mean, come on, like it was an interesting event, and look forward to it being better next year. And we could talk about our own award show, but I'll save our own plugging for all of our different things for the end of the show. Let's talk silly things in our hilarity of the week, and it's Amiibo. <laughs> Not only with uh, the you know the picture of the double-barreled Samus that was making the rounds and ended up selling for about $2,500 on eBay. Well, we thought that was pretty funny, but now today has kind of taken that to a bit of... <laughs> It's even crazier now. Look, it's even crazier now. My goodness. Uh, it begins with a package of a Link Amiibo. <laughs> but it's it's been sliced into, and you know it's making no bones about that. <laughs> the Link Amiibo is not there. Oh, but the product sells it as a defective, invisible Amiibo Link. New condition. Oh, but he opened it just to polish... The invisible Amiibo link started the bid at 99 cents. And where does the internet stupidity go? I hate to think how high it's going to be when we get this out for download and then people go check the page. Uh, Right now it's over $30,000 on a bid. (laughs) It went up since we looked before it started. Yeah, we were starting the show and it was like, it it, it went up to 23,000. And this is earlier today that it went up. Like, Maybe you know several hours ago, but it went Literally from an hour ninety nine cents to ten thousand dollars, and now we're above thirty thousand dollars. I mean, so pathetic. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if fools are willing to pay, you know, you might as well just take them for all they got, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd probably just do the same. No, I wouldn't be that evil. But like, whoever's doing that, I mean, no, I don't know who's worse: the guy selling it, the guy who's. Of the people that are actually going, that are believing this and oh, like it's the people on believing it. it and putting down the bids. Oh mm-hmm. my god, it's just so. Ugh. It's no kind wor- of an amazing, amazing social experiment, I think, to to I, try and sell it. I guess. <laughs> that, that's what all these things are that are generally just like I have no hope for humanity. Oh, I mean, you know that that story about the guy and the Kinect, Xbox and the Connect. That happened. It will make a brilliant conversation piece when you have it in your home. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's, it was the potato salad Kickstarter. It's the same thing. Like, put up something flimsy, and then somehow it takes off because the internet is a weird, weird place. You just have to tickle the right person's fancy. They'll put it out in the right spot, and 
And it takes off from there. And you get mucho dinero. Well, I don't know. you got to pay the $2.32 extra for shipping. Oh, screw that. So. <laughs> goodness. Other things that happen in the game industry, I mean, Black Friday happened the day after Thanksgiving here in America, the biggest shopping day of the year. Uh, how were your experiences this year with Black Friday? I, I never go shopping on a Black Friday, so luckily. Um, but I, from one of my coworkers, he had a great experience, actually. He got, um, he got all the Skylander stuff and uh, some games for it um, for the Wii U for like under a hundred dollars. Wow! So I mean, there is something to this Black Friday. It's just just the effort in going though. It just doesn't seem. I don't know. My mom went online shopping for the first time, and she's just like, "This is just so much better." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm hoping eventually we catch on that allowing people to go this insane and hurting people and pushing people and, I mean, it's it's gone to the point where it's getting ridiculous. We have to just not allow like i don't know how but we shouldn't allow this kind of activity to happen yeah it's it's too mm-hmm. much and it's too bad that you know rachel couldn't join us because you know she's living in england and now apparently it's getting over there too with the excessive violence and madness and whatever like it, oh goodness the mm-hmm. if there's one thing you can take from america please don't have it be that no i mean i, I did some shopping for myself but you know Nothing really video game related. It's, yeah, it's all about the online shopping. Got to be smart about what you do. Now, Kotaku came across this leak that was delivered to them kind of fresh on a platter from Ubisoft internally because it's been a great holiday season for Ubisoft. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. No, I will give them this. I was one of the people who, you know, I'm, I was super excited for Assassin's Creed Unity. I did the season pass, which is kind of dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Yes. I loved Assassin's I, Creed Rogue. I loved that game because it was more Black Flag. And then the game horrifically crashed on me and corrupted my save file. So if you want to see that mess, that's on our YouTube channel at Show Me Your News. And then Sorry. Unity is so different, and it was, it was kind of disappointing. But because of all this madness that they're you know, going through, they're like, okay, we'll have our, our story DLC, Dead Kings, was going to be part of our you know paid DLC season pass all that bit. We're going to make it free. Oh, but season pass owners, you get one of these selections of you know Ubisoft games. You know we'll figure it out at a later date. But looks like I may be getting Far Cry Four free because of my blind faith. So not all okay. bad. Anyway, the new <laughs> Assassin's Creed game is already out there because <laughs> leaks. These guys uh, need it better. Need to like tighten up the security better than Sega. Yeah, yeah, and, and Sega's notoriously bad. <laughs> you yeah. know that. Uh, Assassin's Creed Victory is the code name for this game. Now, you know, Assassin's Creed Unity had that same code name, but Rogue was formerly known as Comet uh, back when that leaked about the same time last year because Ubisoft just has these problems apparently. Set in Victorian England a similar sort of time frame uh, to Unity running off the same engine is Ubisoft Quebec which is heading up the, the main production on that game. So you gotta think that hopefully all of the bug testing and fixing that they're doing with Unity hopefully will carry over to this new game but that's, it's worth reporting. That's what I heard. I heard from a lot of reviews that it seemed like Unity was more of an experimental run yeah. to test some waters on things, 
which is kind of silly to do that for a game that you're selling to people. Right. But um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean they'll get something out of what they can from that and put it into the new game. I wonder um, if it'll be 1080p. i know i know my boyfriend is more of a fan of the series than i am so Mm. yeah it's just so very different and it was it was gorgeous i've not played any of the assassin's creed games they're they're fun i was going to with unity and i'm glad i did it (laughs) but seriously uh maybe with this one if it ends up being good i'm definitely going to be waiting two weeks after it releases to make sure that it's going to be a good purchase and then if it runs a four-player co-op where i don't have to play a gritty old white man with a beard somewhat (laughs) maybe then yeah i mean mean, we'll we'll see because as much as i'm i'm kind of happy that i have bought into that because hey free game okay sure as much as I'm happy about that, uh, Ubisoft is doing some really scummy practices at the moment. Like, there are chests in Assassin's Creed Unity that you can only open if you're part of this Initiates program, which doesn't work that well at the moment. It's supposed to, like, kind of tie your profile across all the Assassin's Creed games. Not only that, but you can only open certain chests if you have the companion app on tablets running at the same time. Uh, in... The Crew, which is the racing game that came out about last week, it's microtransaction logged to death. It's it's just wild. So Ubisoft being a little scummy. We'll see I, how that plays out. I think that if uh, the new uh, Assassin's Creed doesn't do as well as people think, it, it might be the end for this series, in my opinion. Because, mm, I mean, it doesn't, I, I don't really think there's too much to go from here, especially with Unity, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I could talk about how like, oh, this game wasn't that heavy on you know the modern day story of Assassin's because it's it's all about like there's a modern day story, but then you can go back into the past and all that. So, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's stuff they could do, and it, we there have been franchises that have gone down but then rise back up. But this, I mean, I don't know. The every year bit is, is a little overkill, but it sells well, and that's what talks to these game publishers, unfortunately. So, hmm. Steam is getting in on the broadcasting train, uh, not to the extent like a you know burgeoning business like Twitch is, but if you broadcast your Steam game currently in beta, uh, your friends can watch. There are no replays saved, so there's that, uh, but you can interact in chat, and it's it's another way. It's kind of streaming kind of in line with the steam service which that's it's always good it's always fun and good i don't i don't see any negative with that it's kind of the way of the future if if i'm if i may project it's it 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 seems silly but it is like you said kind of the way of the future where people just enjoy sometimes just watching other people play rather than play themselves yeah right if you saw the the latest south park episode that was that was pretty brilliant where they're they're kind of Talking about let's players and how kids these days just you know, they just watch instead of play. I mean, I'm, I I can understand why people do that because sometimes some people don't have the money. And I mean, it's not like I I like to think you can watch it, but then if you know you should go and play it yourself to really get the experience out of. Like I I've watched mm. a lot of games that I can't play, but that doesn't stop me from like man, I really like to play it someday after seeing it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how it develops over the years. I mean, you think for the last generation, I think 
the big thing was digital games, like expanding the digital game storefront. For this generation, I think you know, streaming may be like the big thing that just you know takes off and gets even bigger. Yeah. I mean, you look at Twitch plays Pokemon and see what happened with that. I mean, that's that was that was something. I mean, I got into that, but not as much as other people. Like people were hardcore with that. I I got really tired of watching that, but it 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 got popular. So that I mean, there is something to it. It certainly did. Yeah, I think they tried way too hard after Red and Blue. Red and Blue yeah. was the magic. Like they just kept going. Yeah, Star Wars. The Force Awakens. It's not entirely gaming, but we mentioned a couple episodes ago when you know the title was announced and people <laughs> were up in arms about that. But now the trailer hits, and that's got more than forty-five million views already, which is nothing crazy. compared to Gangnam Style. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, maybe this is just coming from me because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I'm more of a Trekkie fan. Mm. But the trailer shows us nothing. Yeah. yeah, it shows you absolutely nothing, and people are freaking. Oh my god, that and that and that. It's it's they're just showing things like the there's physics nothing, behind the lightsabers. Like oh my god, there's the there's the ship, and oh my god, and Archie teaches a soccer ball. I could be saying that guy's <laughs> wrong, but I, I didn't get I didn't get that soccer ball thing. That was weird. Yeah. Um, it's like oh my god, and the the soldiers black. There's oh, no black yeah. people in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, the, uh, a third black man. The reactions to just all these different things were and the help thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looks cool, but and I know Colbert made an argument against it, but it, it's still so, it, <laughs> it, um, it's still kind of silly, but like at the end of the day, they've showed us nothing. It's all hype. Yeah. The one thing I can appreciate it's it's going back to the idea of it, what looks to be, you know, real sets. You know, not a heavy reliance on CG like the prequels were, where it just everything looks too pristine and too just right. Uh, so yeah. I, I can appreciate you know, going back to that kind of older style of getting the shots and the filmmaking and all that. But that's about it. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see more. And trailers these days, like they almost start to give away too much. Yeah, uh, whoever makes trailers these days, I, I don't know if it's just. I guess there's certain people in each company that does it. They no one knows how to make a trailer anymore. No, <laughs> no one. It's because we it, lost our inner world guy. I mean, just hire me. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. Like, the point is not to tell your whole entire story. Um, the the only thing I'm looking forward to with this movie is that J.J. Uh, Abrams is behind this, and I mean, I I enjoyed what he did with Star Trek, so yeah, I'm he, sure he'll make this just as enjoyable. Yeah, he he really did a very good job with Star Trek. So. What do you think of like jumping the franchise ship? Like when when you got that news, like would you think like he's like he did a really good job? So I hope he does the same with Star Wars. Or like he's going to the dark side? Pun absolutely intended. Yeah, I I think I'm just like wow. If for once in the Hollywood community, they're actually giving reins to somebody that's actually suitable mm, yeah. for something because that's always the problem in Hollywood. There are so many people that could fit certain genres and stuff and. It's really just about who's got the most money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not It's not really about... It's kind of like how I like Max Landis, and I kind of wish mm. he did a lot more superhero movies, and he's just not given that shot, even though he made an excellent superhero movie with the... Was the Chronicles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have done so much better with Superman, too, especially if you watch his views about Superman. He completely understands Superman. Right. Like... Mm. I don't know. There's so many different talented directors, and they're just not given the shot, you know? 
Honestly, the only Force Awakens trailer I've seen is the George Lucas special yes. edition version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of the things times ten. It was awful. Uh, sad news to report that you know, as of yesterday, uh, Ralph Bear, who's seen the as father of video the, games. Yeah, the father of father of video games, you know, developed the machine that would become the Magnavox Odyssey, the first console, uh, passed away at the age of ninety two. You know, a very long fulfilling life. I, if I could live to ninety two, that's that'd be great for me. He could tell the stories <laughs> he could tell. No kidding. I mean it's it's amazing to watch all the archival footage of, you know, Pong on the old T V with the old the machines. He really contributed everything to the industry that we love today. So it's it's a big loss, but, you know, uh, amazing contributions and a life well lived. Mm. Th- thanks a lot, dude. Mm. It's really, really remarkable what he, what he did. I'll beep some boops for you. <laughs> Games very quickly that were out recently. This is, you know, the, the final stretch of the holiday season. So you had everything. You had Dragon Age Inquisition from Bioware, Far Cry 4 as well from Ubisoft, which both games seem to be very, very good. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V, just an amazing Again. remaster. Again, but you had you know, just a lot of work done. It could have just been a simple port, but I mean, Rockstar really went above and beyond. You have the first-person <laughs> mode. You have more content. It's remarkable. <laughs> Little Big Planet 3 is more Little Big Planet. That launched with no fanfare. It really <laughs> didn't. It was like one of Sony's big games of the fall. Like you'd think they'd throw a lot more behind it, but not really. And then it, like most of the games, had issues with bugs and whatnot at launch. It's mm. French. And, but it's, it's backwards compatible with the past two Little Big Planet games, so at least they did that right. And it's Sumo Digital, so the team behind uh, All-Star Racing for Sega. Yep. Speaking of little to no fanfare, or just zero fanfare, Watch Dogs is finally out on Wii U. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, watch how Ubisoft blames the Wii U for poor sales on a game that Uh, was launched five or six months earlier on other platforms. That's cute. (laughs) Mm. Just just watch, it's going to happen. They're scummy. But Nintendo's not struggling at all because Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are out. And that's selling like gangbusters. I think it's already hit like seven million worldwide. People just keep buying new 3DSs and 2DSs, and it's like I already have a thing that can play this, but I can get a different thing that can play this. I wish <laughs> I could buy a new 3DS. Oh wait, I seems I'm seeing so many other people doing it already. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, Wii U is no longer hurting. Yeah, when you get Mario Kart at the beginning of the year, and now you have Smash. It's it's really pulling out of what people thought. You know, Nintendo Wii U was dead, but at the same time, when you compare just how console sales are going on right now, you get in the stats pulled that on Black Friday, only six percent of consoles sold were Wii U, which uh, that's crazy because you have all the bundles for Xbox One and PS4. So it's doing a lot better, but in the grand scheme of things, and I think that's fine. I think Nintendo has like you're not going to win sales battles, but Focus on making good games. Continue th- to keep th- Nintendo brand strong. That's the thing. I think they just kind of got to the point where it doesn't matter. It's just, just you know, like you said, keep up the brand, keep up the gameplay, keep up the games, really. Do you, Nintendo? Do you. <laughs> Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth. A game that I have, a game that looks quite good. I'm, for a big Persona fan, I'm really excited to play it, but it's a beast of a game. Like, it's... <laughs> 
looking to be uh, like 60, 70 hours for the main campaign. And then when you finish that, there's another one because you kind of choose the I persona have, three or four protagonist. And then it's like I, shorter. I also have it, and I'm afraid to touch it just because of how much I'm going to put into it. Yeah. And I also got the uh, bundle with it. So I got the cool case and the cards and... Mm, okay. And it's all fantastic looking. And I'm so happy. you got like the, the the full pack of everything. Or? Yeah, I couldn't resist. I had I had an Amazon card too, so oh, I less okay. I lessened it for like thirty bucks. There it you was, go. It was a steal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very happy as a Persona fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right there with you. I mean, I'm glad I got the limited version because I thought like, oh, the cards. So now in that you know the full fledged version, I'm not sure what what name they use for it. Because it has, like, what, the soundtrack and everything and all that? Yeah. Right. Did you get all of the tarot cards? Oh, I actually didn't check. Hmm. Because in the one that was for $50, just, you know, the $10 more, you only get half of them. Oh, wow. They really want you to buy all or go home, huh? <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're a really nice size, and they're of great quality, but it's like, I have, you know, Arcana's 11 oh, through 21. It's, like, strength through... They better have given me all since I got the big set. And I got, I, you'd I, think so, right? I mean, the case is my favorite part. I love this case. Oh, yeah? It's really cute. And mm. it's Now, I'm really looking forward to playing the game, though. Uh, you know, the Etrian Odyssey kind of gameplay with, you know, mapping out the dungeon and oh my God, all the yeah. Persona fan service. Oh, I can't wait. Just After I relax from my Smash playing and Pokemon playing, I'm going to be like, okay, mm. I'm ready. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Telltale has even more games. So you have Tales from the Borderlands, episode Woo! one, and the Game of Thrones game from Telltale, also episode one. Both getting really high marks. It just Ooh. Telltale is. I am so, so happy good. how well Telltale is doing. I mean, yeah. it's it's also amazing too because as much as they're doing well, they still have their little their little glitches and stuff like that, and yet yeah. it, they still kind of pull through, which is kind of like a cute way of saying like. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You can still make something, you know. It is a bit of an outdated engine, but they really just go through with really good writing, great casting and acting performances, and that just you know, makes just for a better experience. Thi- yeah, it's just yeah. Ev- the story and everything and the acting just kind of carries it forward despite the little things like that, you know, which is why graphics aren't the only important thing out there, guys. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just, just saying, because that's <laughs> I hate that argument so much, mm, yeah. especially since the Wii U has also proven that it does have the engine to make beautiful graphics. Mm-hmm. And it's it's as, all about the art direction. Yeah, I mean, look at Zelda. Oh, the yeah. next, uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. man, <laughs> looks so good. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix. You get Ooh. two. Final Mix, which Final Mix versions are, you know, outside of Japan for the first time with more content and just more Kingdom Heartsness, which is more, great. more, 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 more. more. <laughs> when, but, toaster. but when is the third game coming out? When when is that coming out? Uh well, they haven't put a date to it. They're still. I feel like they're just kind of just. They're just. It's like with Sailor Moon when we're like, when's Sailor Moon coming out? Uh, it's soon. Here's some more merchandise. Like they're just they keep throwing stuff at us to just like oh yeah this is cool to just keep make us forget that like oh yeah when is it when is that coming out though yeah. like uh here's some more stuff yay like, <laughs> <laughs> I think keep, 2016 it, it, at the it's running away from the zombie with a group of ten people you keep <laughs> shooting someone in the leg just so you can keep the horde at bay 
<laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. As a fan of Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm happy, but just, you know. Yeah, and like they're trying to get everyone, I guess, caught back up to speed. And if, and if you think about it, uh, the 3D, <laughs> Dream Drop Distance, like, well, that's not in HD. Are they going to do something with that? Who knows? Uh, we'll see. Oh, but I like how you say caught up to speed with Kingdom Hearts. Oh, my God. <laughs> Catching up with that. I'm a fan, not, and half the stuff I'm not even sure I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going I back through two. I think. Uh, going I, back through two. I, I've they even have read just... the manga series, and I'm still lost at oh, some geez. point. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, going back through two to see the final mix version, like they've added a lot of exposition and just all these things that they're trying to fill in the gap, but it, it just makes it more confusing. Brain. And like they add these things like, oh, and that's a tie into Birth by Sleep, which is a game that you released much later. But now that you have the final, like it's, mm, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's two final mix. It's Birth by Sleep, final mix, and then the cutscenes for Recoded, uh, which adds also more content. So it's it's a good package for forty dollars on PS3. So I'm Eventually. pretty happy with it so far. Yeah, the crew. It's it's a racing game. It's finally out of all of its alphas and betas, but it's microtransactions to hell. Like. Said so, and then Captain Toad, Captain Toad. For something that was just a silly little thing in the in the Mario games, like I actually, I actually thought this was a cute idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a neat little thing that uh, if you have Super Mario 3D World save data, you unlock you know this extra content that is I think it's more 3D World levels right off the bat. Yeah. but then. If you don't have that, you can just unlock those by beating the you know, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker campaign. Oh, That's oh. the way of doing things, Nintendo. Kudos. Same content, different ways of getting it, not having to pay extra for it. That's pretty glorious. Mm. Real quick, what are you playing in the, the past couple weeks? Smiles. PM. PM. Project M and... Uh... I've been kind of playing a little bit of Star Ocean 3 till the end of time, sort of. Kind of all of our friends get together and we kind of play it a little bit. I beat it a long time ago, so, you know, I just help them get through it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's, what do you do here? I'm like, it's 10 years ago, but I'm pretty sure I know how to do this. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 it's gone over pretty well. And uh, outside of that Kid Icarus Uprising, I finally, like, a long time ago I bought it, lost it. My friend loaned it to me, and I finally played the first level outside of the uh, ones that I played when I first had it. Mm. And I finally got to meet the nature ga- goddess, so oh, that was purity. interesting. Yep. Now, what do you make of the controls there? Not so bad. Gives me a hand cramp, but, you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I, I knew without going into it. <laughs> and um, the uh, guy I borrowed it from has the stand. He's just like, oh, do you want that? I'm like, that. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> helpful but uh yeah i haven't played much else other than that how about you megami <laughs> well smash uh pokemon obviously um i tried actually going back to rumble pokemon rumble wii u because i i learned how the amiibos um can actually trigger something even if it's not a pokemon okay. i mean i had pikachu for now which gave me a pikachu but i saw on youtube that different amiibos give you random pokemon hmm. to fight with so i thought that was kind of cool um, and what was also kind of cool that I played again um, at the event, just to be a, a little bit of a show-off, I brought um, Ruby and Sapphire uh, Pokemon Pinball. Yeah! 
<laughs> love those Pokemon pinball games. I, I brought my old games too, but like I was just like I haven't played the pinball one in a while, so I was doing that. A lot of people overlooked my shoulder, just like oh man, that's old school. Good so times. that was kind of fun to go back to. Believe it or not, that was that one was much easier than the first pinball. Like I I, I remember like looking back and just like I got that done a lot faster than the original pinball. Oh, interesting. See, I. I really love the original. Like that's one game that I played just to death. Uh, but going and playing Ruby and Sapphire, that one's a little different. I mean, you know, more realistic, you know, pinball physics and all that. But yeah, I've I've had a little bit of a harder time, I guess, with with Ruby and Sapphire because I was so used to the original pinball. But both are still just fantastic games. Oh, totally. Yeah, I had a blast playing that while I was waiting. <laughs> no. Ruby or Sapphire Field? Which one uh, do you prefer to play on? Oh, I, if I can remember. I think Sapphire was easier, so I, pl- I prefer Sapphire. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Getting it in the Whalmer mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, good times. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Rogue, or <laughs> I did, for about 18 <laughs> hours. And my goodness, yeah, if you haven't seen that glitch, show me news fans like our YouTube channel. I, I put it up there, and it was just, it's so, it was so distressing just to have the game royally freak out on me like that. Like, I'm, I'm picking up an item, it automatically saves, and then, like, it it just crashes unexpectedly. Mm. Yeah, the, the game was chugging along in performance uh, during that, but I thought I could just, you know, power through that and it would be fine. No. 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 <laughs> and it just could not load the save file upon reboot. You try to quit the game while it's doing its whole thing and, like, the PS3 restarts. Like, it's not a good sign. I'm just glad the system still works. Uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. We didn't talk about those. Tried Assassin's Creed Unity. Got into like sequence two. A little disappointed. The combat is so strange, especially if you're used to the Assassin's Creed games. And it's kind of like a good, a good clunky combat in the sense where like the hits mean something. They have the impact. You feel the counter. This this Unity combat is just kind of. Lucy goosey in a way like it just you don't feel the impacts the same way and it just doesn't feel right mm. got Tomodachi life that's a fun <laughs> little game to just open up and have digitally so that's it's fun and then I'm powering through Kingdom Hearts 2 I'm at the uh, Olympus Coliseum or it's actually now the Underdrome because it's the second loop around doing all of that so getting pretty far in that cool it's really odd when everyone else can have more time to play video games than me. <laughs> well, you've been busy with something, haven't you? I have been busy with something, and it is... A long time ago, you might have heard this name uttered around, show me your news, for a completely separate project. Zero to Death yeah. is a new sponsorship program for Super Smash Brothers and... uh well, basically players of Project M and Melee uh, in our region. We started here in West Michigan. I was approached three months ago, actually three and a half now. Basically, I came to this guy's region where they were being dominated by a singular player who happened to be my doubles teammate at the time. And I walked in and beat him the first time I played him there. And they were like, we need, this this guy's important. (laughs) I'm just kind of like, I mean, sure, why not? But uh, uh, they were. I soon was asked. It's like, hey, we're we're developing a sponsorship program. We're going to pay you to go to tournaments. I'm like, I'm cool with that. I agree. 
And then as we got into it, you know, they invited me to their meetings. I started talking to them. And suddenly at the end of the first meeting, I found myself on the basically the development committee for the sponsorship program itself. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been on that committee. It's only me and two other people who are on the, the, the main core. We have a staff of around 11 people right now. And the main three directors are myself a man who goes by the name of Era, and the one who doesn't actually have a tag, and his name is just David. And we are the core of Zero to Death, and we've already done a couple of streams. We announced ourselves at the end of a circuit event where the prize payout was $500 to the top three. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a small event, but, you know, it was, just, it was just a local thing. But, you know, now that we're really branching out, we have sponsored players, and we're going to start sending them around and even though I am one of the core directors, I'm actually still a sponsored player as well, so that's kind of fun. Cool. And not at all a conflict of interest. <laughs> well, well, I mean, congrats for the hard work. It sounds like it is a lot of effort, and it, hopefully you know, it provides it's, it's really taken good my opportunities. Day, it's taken all of my days off. Uh, yeah. I've not had a day off to be like, I'm going to do nothing today since yeah. well, August. Welcome to being an adult. <laughs> right? As far as other things in the Show Me News community, uh, we have our Game of the Year awards show that we put on every year at the end of the year. Big ol' audio extravaganza. Uh, if you're listening to this now at the, the finished download, voting has just ended. Today, when we were recording, is actually the last day. So we're right now in, in full production for that, looking for the end of the year. We do musical numbers. We do just a, a really a bang-up job on audio production. So looking forward to that, you know coming together, and it's, it's going to be very busy. Anything you'd like to plug, Megami, before we wrap up the, up the show with our YouTube video recommendations? I actually have two Christmas surprises, both for my Sailor Moon Abridge fans and for any Ultimate Helsing Abridge fans out there. Mm. I can't tell you what they are, but just look out around uh, late December for them. <laughs> Christmas time. Excellent. <laughs> Well, YouTube video recommendations. Let's wrap up the show. What's a YouTube video that you would recommend, Miles? Keizu Circuit Finale. Okay. From, on the ZTD YouTube channel. It is ZTD Lordy versus ZTD Blake. Okay. That was a, pretty much a week after 3.5 had, had dropped. So you get to see two people who are still learning all the new things as well, competing for a huge prize bonus. Get some Project M Smash Brothers footage up in there. Megami. All I watch on YouTube these days is either Game Grumps or Markiplier. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I have watched so much Markiplier this last two weeks. Uh, I, I, will say, I will say, though, that Game Grumps is only funny on certain ones. Like, you got to find the right ones mm. because they will sometimes play something, and I could be very familiar with it, and I will get so angry at them. Like, I thought I would enjoy Luigi's Mansion from them, and Aaron just sucks <laughs> so hard at that game. Um, if, you, if you haven't watched any other stuff or just looking for a good playthrough, watch their Trauma Center. I think the Trauma Center yeah. is one of the funniest ones that they've ever I, done. I worked only a little bit into it before I had an internet crisis for a while, so I've been really meaning to get back into Trauma Center, and I'm really glad to hear it's, it was just as good as when I left. I, I love that one the best so far. Um, they just started a Katamari Damacy. I never mm -hmm. know how to say that one yeah. right. And so far, it's okay. But again, like 
the the one thing I've noticed lately is just like I know it's supposed to be two stupid guys playing games badly, but sometimes I mean you need to show a little bit of skill. And Aaron, I think, is dropping it a little bit with mm-hmm. some of these games. Um, it's a common gripe with Game Grumps that you just like. Oh, how do we play the game? You just blew past the part like oh, stupid tutorials. Like, we don't need that. Like, and then yeah, how do you like play the game? Li- like in the newest one, they they just kind of went through this thing and they're just like, oh, what do we do? Oh, we're gonna get flack for that. Barry, go back to what we were supposed to do, and they showed. <laughs> and <laughs> it was kind of funny, but it's just like I mean, they they do admit that they're not good either, but just sometimes it's a little mm. bit frustrating when you're like, mm. like like they're playing Sonic Boom too, and that's kind of funny, but there's just some parts where it's like. Okay, the game's bad, but I could tell what you're supposed to do. And right. sometimes they couldn't figure it out. Speaking oh, of Game Grumps, I want to plug one thing. I will be going to MacFest yeah. next year for Ooh. the first time with a bunch of my friends. So I am very excited. I want to meet the Grumps, and I might actually do a panel with somebody else who I can't mention. So, hmm. Tony TH has been trying to get me, our, our old ho- uh, co-host, Tony TH, he has been trying to get me to go to MAGFest, and since I'm not going to Apex next year, I might be going to MAGFest myself. Not Sweet. confirmed, but okay. hopefully. That'd be pretty cool. But yes, if you guys are going to MAGFest, come party with me there. <laughs> Woo! I, I don't have all much in terms of YouTube video recommendations. I came across a trailer for a game today. It's called Boom Ball for Connect. Uh, and if you want to watch a minute of your life that you'll never get back, that shows you how Connect is right now on Xbox One. For a $10 game, this is one of the weirdest and just not necessary. What's it called? Can I, I want to I wanna have the same so I can watch it. What's it Boom called? Boom Ball. Oh my God. For okay. Connect. I have it saved. I'm going to watch that after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh, it's certainly something in how it's shot and produced, and for the simple game that it really is. So, okay, <laughs> that'd be my recommendation, Mangami. That's all we have to talk about. But thank you so much yep. for joining us. No problem. It was fun coming back here again. Of course, of course, and really appreciate you it. making the time. Of course. Yeah, it's fun to talk Smash and Pokemon and just Nintendo news in general. So we'll have you back soon. Sweet. Very cool. So with that, I'm Yoko. I'm Solaroth. And I'm Agami. We're out. Thank you for listening. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Your news. Yeah, it's, it's too bad we couldn't hang out at Yomacon this year, just with timing yeah. and everything, how that oh, just didn't work year, out. This year, it was probably the funnest, but it was the worst when it came to hanging out with, with like, friends I know. Yeah, Especially that, that, since I have a lot of friends that are staffers, and they made a rule last year um, that staffers can't join uh, guests in the green room now. Oh, interesting. So it's a little bit of a pain because um, the one that's usually the Team Four Star Handler is like a a close friend of mine, and I can't I couldn't hang out with her as much as I want, and it it sucks because as much as I want to hang out with her, being a guest is kind of like 
nice sometimes, and yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it too often, so I like to relish in it. Of course, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, they they give you free drinks, and you're hanging out with guests, and it's just kind of it's it's ugh, it's too much. And I don't get to see the boys too often enough, so it's just nice. And we were that's funny too. I should have mentioned we were smashing like every five seconds we had. Like nice. every time there was a moment we were taking a break, we we're like, "You guys want to smash?" Like, yeah, yeah, let's smash, let's smash. It, it was to the point where we we um. Not with them, but a couple of guys said, like, you want to make this interesting? We started gambling. (laughs) And I I, I won, like, I mean, I won, like, 13 bucks. Not a, not a, like, we were, we were starting slow with, like, just dollars. But I was just like, just like, yeah. Like, I I felt like the smash queen. Respect. (laughs) So that was kind of funny. No, it was the Valley guy. Yeah, I was, it was traveling the next day and, yeah, I got even busy that one. You had the, the, the concert. With steam-powered giraffe. Oh my god! Uh, I finally yeah. got to freaking go to one. <laughs> I didn't get to go this time either. Uh, it was it was great, and I got to see it with my boyfriend because we've always that's said nice, yeah. and we wanted to see it together, and we finally did. So, and that's nice. I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. Yeah, at YomaCon, I have to always go. Besides the Team Four Star stuff, I'm always trying to like say hi to everybody because yeah. I know so much of the staff there or right. people that are running the game room, and I'm like, I'm trying to make time, trying to say my highs, but then I gotta, I gotta do something else, you know. And I'm dragging my boyfriend; he doesn't know any of these people, and I'm just like, <laughs> he's he just like, he, he's just, I know he's great. He's just like, oh, who are we visiting now? He's like, oh, the, you know, this guy, blah blah blah. It's okay, you don't need to know him. Just let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, he's he's pretty good about it because he knows I'm like some the internet stuff, but he's used to it. Mm. It's funny because um, uh. Two people have asked for his autograph. Um, one time, someone asked him for an autograph when he brought me to a Minnesota convention and said, like, oh, it's it's thanks to you. She's here. So can you sign my shirt, too? And I thought that was cute. Aww. And then um, because the staff recognized him enough that because he, he's always my my plus one, they asked him to sign like something for like a charity thing. Oh, so nice. that ah. I think I think that made him smile. A little yeah. bit. You know, because he's he's always around like us and the boys and he's just kind of there. So I'm sure that. He he show he doesn't seem like he cares, but I'm sure that that gets grating when you're around these people. You know what I mean? Mm. 